Hi everyone, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things, Things Melanin Podcast. Where you certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica! What's good? What's happening? What's popping? How, How you, you feeling? feeling? You keep saying my line. <laughs> no, okay, I, wa- I won't do it next time. You're lying. I promise. I promise I won't. No one. But I have waited for this moment to tell you I saw my husband. Where? Girl! What do you look like? Does he have a friend? Woo! Okay, let me tell you the long roundabout story. Okay. Okay, so usually, as an adult, mm-hmm. I always visit my parents. And anytime I go visit my parents, my dad loves to, like, wash my car. And yeah. he'll put gas in it sometimes. Listen. Like, I'm spoiled. I ain't admit it. I ain't afraid to admit it. But this particular Sunday, yes. I didn't go to my parents' house. Oh. But... I was just doing a whole bunch of things around the house. I went and got gas. And I was like, oh, my car is filthy. Let me go into the car wash. Yeah. So I pull up to this car wash I've never been to before because I usually like to go to the little $6 ones. You just yeah. pull your car through and you vacuum it out yourself, right? Yeah. No. And my dad has always like scared me from those because he's like, baby girl, be be careful. You're going to the car wash. There'll be them thugs at the car wash. I'm like, okay. And every time I try to even think about going, I always hear my dad's voice in his head. Yeah. In my head. So... Long story short, I pull up to this brand new car wash, and it's the expensive kind, and it was too late for me to back out, so I was just like, whatever. It's the kind that you get out of your car, and they pull it through the thing, and then they vacuum it out for you. Yeah. So I'm just standing on the curb, and okay. it's me, the only car, right? Right. Then I see this bad two-seater white car pull up. Ooh! And I'm on the phone with my mom, so I really ain't paying attention, but I noticed the car, because it was yeah. really nice. It was just washed. I mean, it's clean. Yeah. So, um, this... Fine, fine. Oh, fine. Dark chocolate. Did you say chocolate? Dark chocolate, over six foot tattoos. Fine specimen of a man. God, <laughs> the angels of the heavens open up when you said that. Yes, he gets out of this two seater car, and Ooh. I just stopped talking to my mom. I don't even know what happened. I was like, I should have hung up. You Sorry, mom. You should have told your mom you're trying to see something real quick. Click. <laughs> But it was like, I just stopped talking. But he was literally my type. In my head, I'm like, oh, that's my type. That's my type. <laughs> so he had, like, I love an athletic built body, yeah. right? So he looked like he probably was an athlete. He was in, like, gym clothes. So you could tell that he either came from the gym. He was real casual looking, but he was so fine. And, of course, on my scale of myself, from one to fine, I was about a four. Because I had just cleaned my house. I was just <laughs> got some gas and went up to a little car wash. I was not trying to be a snack. That's when you see all the oh, snacks. When you're was, not looking like a snack. He was so fine. And I just felt like it was in one of the movies where, like, you slowly walk by. What well, did you get his name? Girl, nothing. You didn't say I name? Didn't, I told you I saw my husband. I didn't say I talked to him. <laughs> <laughs> got his well, number. you got to be more specific. <laughs> that man was so fine. I don't even, like, I was not prepared. I was thrown Like, off. you didn't say hey? Like, that was all of my type. Like, all of it. Physically. Well, you have to say hey to your type if that's your type. <gasps> Erica, we're going to have to, like, expand this horizon I know. to say hello. So, next time I'm going to go get my car washed by myself, and my dad's going to be, well, actually, I went to church, and my dad saw my car. He's like, oh, your ride clean. Who washed it? I said, me. He's like, oh, what happened to you? Uh, let me wash your car. I was like, you know what, dad? It's about time that I become an adult and wash my own car. He's like, mm-hmm, you met your little thug. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, no. I'm like, don't worry about it. Girl. But yeah, that was, oh, I just, I will never forget that man. I'm going to go, I'm going to start going to that car wash. So ladies, our other podcast episode, we asked, where do singles, where do singles meet? And we said, we don't know. 
Girl, they at the car wash I'm, on Sundays. I'm probably not going to the car wash. Cause <laughs> trust I really, me. Because I think I'm going to get kidnapped. <laughs> trust me. Because I, I trust you, but I'm not going. Go to wash masters. Plus, my dad <laughs> always washes my car. Speaking of dads, when my dad was here, let me tell you. He washed my car. He vacuumed it out. Girl, then he cleaned out my garage. Yes. Hey, it's so clean. And I said, whose garage is this? <laughs> That's why I'd be like, uh-uh. I, I don't like doing that. But that one time and I saw him. That just lets you know you got to stay ready. I do. But I just, on a Sunday, I was not thinking about no man. Listen, Listen. I always, when I'm not at my full potential, everybody's at their full I potential. I hate that. But when I come out looking like a whole meal. <laughs> And an appetizer and a snack. And I know I'm scrumptious. Don't nobody want to be out. I know. Like, what are y'all doing? So you got to wear that outfit again and do your makeup the same way again. So Listen. somebody will see. Where y'all be at when we snacks? <laughs> Not out where we are. <laughs> Not out. So speaking of that, let's get into our first segment of the day. And it's dating and relationships. Okay, <clears throat> what we talking about today? We are talking about being single and ready to mingle. And Okay. So... <laughs> Is there such thing as being ready to mingle? Yes. If so, how do you know that you are ready? But if not, how do you know that you are not ready? Yes, I do think that in order to date and to mingle and to get to know somebody, you have to be open to receive it. Because I really believe in a relationship, you're going to get what you think you are capable of. Of receiving. Yeah. Like, if you don't think you're capable of a good man, you're not going to get a good man. Yeah. But I feel like if you're open to receive a good man and you believe that's what you want and you need, you're that you're going to. Um, There was a point in my life, I would say, like, right after um, I, I graduated undergrad, like, I took, like, while I was in grad school for, like, two and a half years, like, I would talk to people every once in a while, but for the most part, I took, like, a hiatus from dating and talking to people. Like, I took that time to heal. I took that time to distinguish what I needed to work on, what I felt like I didn't do right, what I could do better. Like, I really took that time to, A, build my self-esteem, B, to build my self-work, and to really stack up on the things that I bring to the table, period. Because I feel like, as a woman, you have to be able to hold your own, and you have to be able to know what you bring to the table. And in order to do that, I feel like you have to heal and get really honest about your past relationships, how you communicate, and everything concerning dating. Yeah. So with that two and a half years, I was not ready to mingle. I was not ready to talk. I was not ready to do anything. And even if I even attempted, like, my spirit went right. Like, it just wasn't right. But I feel like when I graduated and, you know, I started working on my relationship with God. And I got really honest about myself, about what I wanted, what I needed. Like, I got to this point probably like in 2017, I think I remember having this conversation with you where I felt like I was open to date and I was open to receive like talking to someone. And I feel like (laughs) your spirit has to be ready. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you have to have let everything from your past relationships and bitterness go. Like I had to let bitterness go. I had to let hate go. I had to let meanness go. I had to let things that were not going to help me in my next relationship go. And I feel like that gave me time to learn myself. It gave me time to know what I wanted and what I needed. And it gave me time to work on myself. And I feel like a lot of people don't give themselves time to heal. No. But I feel like once I went through kind of like this self, I don't know what the word is. Reflection. Yes, this self-reflection. And I got to this point, it was like, ding, you're ready. Yeah. Now, I ain't met my man yet. (laughs) You got the car But... (laughs) I'm open, but I'm open to dating and I'm open to receive what I want out of 
a relationship. I think you said something really important, which is being open to receiving it. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I feel like I'm finally open to receiving. Yeah. However, before I wasn't, I was yeah. just like, no, 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 no to everybody. And, and that's understandable. It is because my last relationship, it took a long time for me to heal from it. And I just thank God that I still have a heart to love. Yeah. And I still want to love yeah. someone. And so that's important too because you never want to, like you said, be so bitter to where your heart doesn't even receive somebody that's trying to love you or trying yeah. to care for you. And so yeah. I think it's a blessing that you can sit there and really take time. Those moments, those lonely moments are horrible. Those, but they matter. But they matter because you have to sit in your loneliness you to do. heal. It's okay for you to feel like you're lonely. Don't nobody want you. Don't nobody, ain't nobody around. Like, yeah, that normal. is normal. But yeah. you have to sit with those emotions to yeah. really know how it feels and just be like, you know what? I'm going to be okay. Yeah. I'm healing from this yeah. so that I can actually be ready to be, to mingle and, and be single. So I know some people that are single, but they say that they're ready to mingle, but the things that they say they're about dating is so negative yeah. and so contradictory to what they're saying that they're ready because it's like, what you put out there, you're going to attract. Their spirit's not ready. Your spirit is not ready. You're, you speak like you're hurt. Yeah. And that's not going to attract a guy. A guy's going to run the other direction. Listen, they don't like bitter betties. No. And so that's one thing that I said when I got out of my relationship. I said, I refuse to be a Angry black woman. Diamond yeah. mad black woman was not going to be me. No, man. And it's hard. It is. And you have to talk to yourself. Now, I ain't going to stay up, sit up here and act like I wasn't mad. But I was mad at the person. I wasn't mad at every black man on the earth. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't put... I didn't put every black man in the same category because yeah. of something that happened with my last relationship. You yeah. know? Like, that's not what I still love. I would love a black man. You Listen. know what I mean? I don't... I don't want to ever generalize the whole community. Thank you. I, <laughs> Black really, man. I really hate when people do that. It really bothers me. Yeah. I, I can't stand it when, when men do that to black women. Like, don't That's do that. a whole nother story for a whole nother podcast. I'm like, yeah, it is. So we <laughs> but, just don't say that one. But, but I, at this point, I feel like I wasn't ready. And how I knew I wasn't ready is because I was not, I was still harboring on to what could have been. Yeah. And so now that I feel like I am ready is I've always, I've come to the realization I've accepted what has happened and I have moved on. Yeah. So that's how, you know, if you can just move on from your past. Yeah. You can be positive. Yeah. Guys can sense when you're confident and when you're positive and when you're like open. Yeah. And they can also sense when you negative and you bitter and they don't want to talk to you. Yeah. And like, I feel like, like we forget that like. However you are as a person or whatever area in your life you are, like, you give off, like, a certain, like, aura. Yeah. Like, you give something off to people. Yeah. And you just, and if you're in a good, I feel like if you're in a good spot and in a good mental and emotional space, you'll give off positivity and you'll give off what you need to give off. Yeah. But I feel like when you harbor those negativities and things like that, you, like, allow them to, like, 
be turned away from that. And if it's not in the way that you carry yourself, it's in the way that you speak and the words that you say. Yeah. I think it's okay, like, to have a discussion about maybe things, like, when you're dating, about things that maybe didn't go right. But I think there's a way to have the conversation that you're not bitter. Yeah. And I think there's a way to have the conversation where it was an experience and you learned from it and you kept it moving. That was Because word. your words mean something. And the way that you carry yourself means something. Mm-hmm. And you don't even realize it, but, like, your presence, and then if they get past your presence and they actually get to speak to you in the way you speak matters. Yes. Because anybody that has like a jacked up presence, and I'm talking about mentally and emotionally right yeah. now. Like if they spirit, if that spirit check is like, hey, God, like, hey, walk to the left. That ain't it. <laughs> I'm walking to the left. Yes. And if I talk to you and the first thing you say and it's your spirit ain't right and you down in women and you down in black women and you saying what I'm not going to do. Mm-mm. Sir, I'm Bye. not passing go. I'm not asking no questions. <laughs> but I am getting up out of there. Yeah, and that's smart. And you got to be able to recognize things like that. And I think for me, it will be very interesting for me to go on like a date. It'd in be the very do. <laughs> Please call me as soon as you get in the car. It will be very interesting because I've been used to the same person for a lot of years. So yeah. it's like opening myself up like I say I'm ready but when I open myself up to this person like yeah. how is that gonna be I heard it's like riding a bike you know, <laughs> I ain't rode my bike in a long time so <laughs> uh, TBD to be continued um so yeah we'll see maybe a dating relationship is like girl the man at the car wash came back listen if you <laughs> see him ask him his name your challenge is to find out the man's name okay say hello I'm not an expert don't listen to me I ain't got no man but Erica, find out his name. Just say, hey, how are you? I'm Erica. That's it. Oh, man. He was fine. The weather is nice. I was like, Lord, you show right. You couldn't even tell me to comb my hair or something. Your car is nice. <laughs> I don't know. Guys love talking. Girl, guys love talking about their cars. Girl, I just, I felt like I stared at him. Because he and you laughed at me when I told you that story <laughs> about how I had an inside homeboy. And you laughed and that's what you get. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't even. <laughs> So, well, let's move on then. So, (laughs) our next segment is called The Journey. So, this is where we just talk about something along our journey of building all things melanin. So, we want to talk about stepping out on faith. So, what that means for us is that it will, stepping out on faith will sustain sustain your vision and ability to keep going and moving forward. So, what are we, Shelby, currently doing that is considered stepping out on faith? What are we doing? Um, everything. <laughs> um, no, but I feel like I would say everything because so let me preface this by saying like there are some ideas that Eric and I have that are really, really big that I have no clue how we are going to do them. I know right. they're going to get done. Yep. But I don't know how they're going to do. And I think as we come up on year two, we're really, really trying to level up and collaborate more and to spread more brand awareness. So I feel like as we go about this journey and scaling our brand to reach more people, I feel like we're stepping out on faith with it because we're not doing it how we've been told to do it. We're not doing it how books have said to do it. Like, we're literally doing everything we're doing by faith. Like, we've got where we've gotten so far by faith. And I feel like everything that we do in general and everything that we're going to do going forward is by faith. And I say that because... Like, we have no clue how the things that we're trying to do are going to turn out. Yeah. We don't know if people are going to receive them. We don't know if people are going to like them. We don't know if it's going to reach who we want it to reach. All we know is that we love doing it, and that's how we feel like our mission 
is supposed to be. Yes. And I will say, I really feel like both of us are tapping into our purpose Mm -hmm. in life Mm -hmm. in some capacity. Yeah. Now, I will say that we, Shelby and I take faith very seriously. That's why we incorporated a whole faith segment in our podcast. But I say that to say is that one time we were sitting in Shelby's living room and we had a notebook and we wrote down all of our short-term goals, our long-term goals, and we prayed over it. Yeah. Now, we always know that, like, God will give you provision and have your back and all that. But it's like, it can be so terrifying yeah. when you think of something that you want to do, but you have no clue how to do it. Yeah, now, we, don't. The, uh, we don't. But at, on the other hand, that's the beauty of being a creative because really you can just create your own thing and figure out how you want to do it on your own. Yeah. So I think, like you said, stepping out on faith is what we have done from the beginning since we started in September of 2017. Yeah. So, and I think that will only, like we said, it will sustain you when you have faith and you just remember like, okay, God put us together to do this for a reason. Yeah. And if we strongly believe that, then I feel like every, our path will be, you know, set out for us. Yeah. So I think that. There's nothing really specific that we're stepping out on faith. It's literally everything. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to preface this by saying that when you step out on faith, and we've said this before, and I'm going to keep saying it, everybody's not going to get the vision that God told you. Nope. And everybody's not going to see what you see. So when you step out on faith, you got to be really, really, really confident in being still and trusting what God has told you to do. Yeah. Because it's not for everybody to see. It's mm-hmm. not for everybody to understand and everybody's not going to get it. Small minds can't comprehend big ideas. And there are very few people, like I feel like the people that step on faith and they make it, like nobody got the vision. Yeah. Nobody saw what they were trying to do. They're like, man, why are you doing this? Man, that ain't going to work. But the moment you <laughs> popped up, I knew he was going to be something. <laughs> you know, we've been friends since kindergarten. No, you didn't believe in the vision. So I feel like as you step on faith, please, please, please protect your energy. Yes. Be aware of your space. Yep, And be aware of the people that you allow to know your vision. Yeah. And sometimes that's you against the world. And sometimes that's, you, that's just you and your business partner. And I feel like with me and Erica, and correct me if I'm wrong, or you feel some different type of way. But like as we step out on faith, a lot of the things that we want to do and a lot of the ideas that we have, we just talk to about each other besides our parents. Yeah. And I think it's not intentionally, not that our friends won't support us because they do, but sometimes, you know, when you're telling people things, they don't get the vision. So they can be very, what's the word? Discouraging. Yeah. They can be very discouraging. And I feel like you have to protect your peace and your dream at all costs. You do. Because if we're being honest, me and Erica work nine to five. We have our own lives. We have things personal that we want to do. And we have a lot going on. So when we come together to work on our project, to step out on faith, I don't need no other ad. I don't need no other extra opinions that I don't need. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I just want you to be aware that when you step out on faith, please, please, please be be careful of your energy and be very careful of the people that you share that with. Because not that people try, but sometimes everybody's not going to get the vision. So sometimes you have to have tunnel vision and it's just you and God for a little while. And that's okay. Yes. That is completely okay. But I would encourage you to pray. I would encourage you to journal it. And I would encourage you to, if you do have somebody to talk to about it, talk to that person. But it doesn't have to be everybody. And you'd be surprised it may not be the person that you think it's going to be. Yeah, that's true. And you have to have tunnel vision. 
You can't be distracted by everything that everybody says. I mean, of course, if you have this really great idea and you want to share it and you want everybody to love it, don't get disappointed if they don't love it and they don't understand it. Yeah. Because, like, we just said, like, it's not their vision. It's yours. So yeah. I, I think it's smart and it's wise to protect it. I'm not saying, like, if someone asks you anything about what you're doing, that you should just be like, oh, I don't need to tell you because I don't know if you're going to understand. Like, yeah. don't do that. Use discernment. Yes. Like, your, like your spirit No. Yes. You're good No. Yes, because I know some people that I just... You know who you can say certain stuff to. Listen, and you know who you shouldn't. Hey, listen, share. can I put an amen, a double amen on that? <laughs> yes. So I think that that is a word. Like when you step out on faith, you have to faith it till you make it, bruh. Like, you really do. You do. And that's what we're doing. And I think that in order for in order for you to even have faith in what you're doing, you have to believe in yourself. Listen. Because if you don't believe in yourself, then who else is going to believe in you? you true. Like, it like it literally starts with you in your mind. Yeah. Like, we have no clue how we're going to do these things, but I believe with all my heart and all my soul and everything in me from my head to the pinky toe <laughs> that it's going to get done. Yes. And I think it's, I think really stepping out on faith makes you closer to God and it makes you more independent and it makes you learn things faster. Yeah. Because you have to be a resource in learning everything. And it forces you to make, sometimes stepping out on faith, forces you to get out of your comfort zone and to connect with different people and to network with different people. And that's really important. Step out on faith to me. Another thing is getting out of your comfort zone and pushing yourself past your limits. Like me and Erica are having to try to figure out how to connect with more people, Mm -hmm. to network with more people and to put ourselves out there. I feel like I know for me, like I have used my friends and my family as a security blanket. But I feel like as we go about building up our brand anymore, I can no longer do that. Yeah. We can no longer do that. Mm-hmm. Like, we had, like, Erica was just telling me the other day, she was like, friend, we got to get out here and network or get out and talk to people, whether it's a networking or not. Like, we have to get out our comfort zone. Yeah. And I keep seeing this um, quote that's like, your comfort zone will kill you. Have you ever heard that? And to no, me, but it's true. It, to me, it's just saying, like, if you don't ever step out of the box that you're in or your comfort level, yeah. then you will never succeed. And you will always be in the same spot and you'll just be wasting your days that's what i feel like it is you're just wasting time and wasting great opportunities yeah so i think if you just step out on faith don't worry about the naysayers because there's always gonna be naysayers even when you make it they're gonna be somebody naysaying so you just can't worry about everybody else just go with your vision go with god step out on faith i agree so let's move into our mentor moment. Ooh, what's so this is really good. Okay, so it says, well, let me explain. Mentor moment <laughs> is where we have we give our advice on a question that was asked. So yeah. being a superwoman can be overwhelming at times. So what do you all do when you are feeling like the weight of the world is on your shoulders? Um, you know, I've really felt like this a lot in the past couple of years. Um, particularly um, when I lost somebody I was really close to a couple years ago, and particularly when I was in grad school. Um, or just when things weren't going my way. But I think for me, when I feel like the weight of the world is on my shoulders, for me personally, I feel like that's God telling me that I need to reset, rest, and get closer to him. So for me, when I feel like the weight of the world is on the shoulders, on my shoulders, I feel like that's just God telling me I need to reset, I need to spend time with him. I need to sleep, mm-hmm. and I really need to, like, this may not come off the right way, but I really need to seclude myself from things that are draining me and taking my energy and having an effect on me. And I feel like sometimes we get so caught up in the grind 
Yeah. And we get so caught up in making it um, that we neglect to take care of ourselves. Listen, I don't grind 24-7. I go to sleep. Yeah. And I'm going to go to sleep. You can ask Erica. It don't matter where I am. If I'm sleepy, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> um, so I feel like for me, that's God telling me to reset and to rest and to reflect on why I'm feeling like I'm feeling. I feel like a lot of times as human beings, we don't allow ourselves to feel what we're feeling. And we don't talk to ourselves or ask ourselves why we allowed ourselves to get to that point. Yeah. Because I feel, this is, this is the thing, if you run your body down, your body will shut you down. Mm-hmm. You will either get sick or you're going to sleep. Yep. Period. And I think I struggle with this because I feel overwhelmed a lot. And I think a lot has to do with just worrying about things that I can't control anyways. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, aside from, obviously, your day-to-day responsibilities, um, those can be overwhelming at times, too. But how I knew that I was overwhelmed and everything was on my shoulders is when you ever go to sleep and then you, you sleep plenty of hours, but you wake up and you're still tired. Yep. That's because you haven't slept. You're not resting. You're, you're not resting. You're just laying there. And so, there's a difference between rest and sleep. Like, mm-hmm. So, I just had to realize that, like, if I don't get my, like talks with God in order yeah then I'm always gonna be overwhelmed because I'm always gonna be worried about what I gotta do and worried about what I gotta do next week and next month and at the end of the month like that's not healthy for anybody to be worried so I try to focus on taking each day at a time yeah because if I try to look too far in advance I'm I'm already overwhelmed and so yeah I think being a superwoman a lot of women we have to play superwoman because we we have to we have to take care of the kids we have to do Good yeah. work. We have to do a lot of stuff. A lot of us have to do that. And we just really don't have any choice. You got to get it done. You have to get it done. Yeah. But there is a way that you can just focus your mind on taking one day at a time. Yeah. And that really does make a difference. And I feel like another reason you get overwhelmed because you don't have any type of time in your day for yourself. Yeah. And maybe that's waking up earlier in the day before the kids, before your man or before you go to work and spending, like, some time with God. Or maybe that's on your lunch break because your girl done did this, setting your alarm and taking a nap in the car. Interrupted. <laughs> yes. Or maybe, you know, that's taking a walk at work. Or maybe that's calling your friend and just chit-chat and catching up. But I, I don't care how short. It can be five minutes. It can be ten minutes. But I really feel like at some point in your day, you have to do something for you and strictly for you not for your man not for your kids not for your workplace but for you because mm-hmm. you are the most important person in your life i'm gonna say it until i'm blue in the face yeah you are the most important person in your life and you got to act like you're the most important person in your life and when you act like you're the most important person in your life you're going to take care of yourself yes and that is so hard to do as women i feel like we're nurturers yeah we are <laughs> most of us we're nurturers so it's like hard to I know for me, I'm just the type of person that I always want to think about everybody else. Yeah. And that is so exhausting and so overwhelming when I don't put myself first. But lately, yeah. I've been making a conscious effort you have to. to do that. You have to. Yes. So, you guys, if you have any questions for our mentor moment that you'd like us to answer, um, please email us at allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com. Yes. So let's move on to our words of encouragement. So we're going to read this Bible verse and then we're going to pray over you guys. So don't turn this off. <laughs> so Genesis eleven six it says, and now nothing they have imagined they can do will be impossible for them. 
So basically, God is telling you nothing is impossible for you. Listen. So I think we have a limited mindset sometimes when God it can just see much greater than that. Like, why do we always think that, oh, well, that's impossible for me? Why do you think it's impossible for you? Who said that you can't do it? Who is limiting, limiting you? And who is telling you that, you know, well, it's possible for that person, but not yeah. you? Like, why do we, why do we think those types of thoughts? What is it? about us um, I don't know I think it's human nature to think those type of thoughts and I think if you've never been taught that you can do anything and if you've never been taught or it's never been ingrained in you to think big to go big and yeah. to dream big and, and dream the impossible I think it's really hard to think like that mm-hmm. but I pray that if you don't have somebody in your life like that I pray that we can be that somebody in their life and I would just want to tell anybody that's listening or anybody that knows somebody that feels like this or anything like that is that like if God put it in your mind period yeah it's possible yes if it's if it's your desire is there for a reason yeah. God put that desire in your heart so it is possible he wouldn't put something in your heart that ain't possible yeah so um I do want to pray of you guys so Shelby bow your head that head's already bowed oh, everybody bow your head unless you driving um so dear god we thank you for this moment we thank you for this day that you have blessed us with i pray for each and every person that is listening i pray that if they are feeling overwhelmed that you would just lift their burden and let them know that everything will be okay give them a sign that they can rest and that they can rely on you even if they don't understand what is happening what is going on if they feel like their world is falling apart please let them know show them a sign that you are there to comfort them and that everything is going to be okay in the name of Jesus, we ask that all listeners are under your wings of protection, that they will have a blessed and abundant day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.